Hey, y'all, you're listening to the Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Dodder. To learn more about today's reading or to read along with us, check out jointhejourney.com. Thanks for joining. When's the last time you read Leviticus? My guess is either a long time ago or probably never. And in today's chapter, the writer of Hebrews recalls the tabernacle or temple in such a way that if we're not super familiar with the book of Exodus and Levitical law, we're not going to fully understand everything the author is telling us about Jesus in today's chapter. So to catch us up, in the book of Exodus, God's people, they're freed from slavery in Egypt and find themselves at the base of Mount Sinai. God sets the Israelites apart as a holy nation, and he gives them the law, instructions for living life in light of their newfound freedom. And God, he institutes the tent of meeting, the place where God's presence dwelled. And there were all these special items inside the tent, the altar of burnt offerings for animal sacrifices, think atonement through sacrifice, the bronze basin for cleansing, the symbolic meaning here was spiritual renewal, the lampstand, seven lamps that were symbolic of spiritual illumination, the table of showbread, 12 loaves for the 12 tribes of Israel representing spiritual sustenance, and the altar of incense. It was a sweet aroma and the symbolic meaning was supplication. And then in the most inner part of the tent of meeting, there was the Ark of the Covenant and the mercy seat. The Ark contained a copy of the Ten Commandments, Aaron's budding staff, and manna from the wilderness. So when you think of the Ark, think access to God. And then there was the mercy seat. That's where the blood was spilled. And think presence of God. But when Exodus ends, Moses can't go into the tent of meeting where God's presence resided because of, well, sin. God's holy and people aren't. And that's where Leviticus picks up. So here's everything you didn't know you needed to know about probably your least favorite book of the Bible, Leviticus, in about 60 seconds. So Leviticus, it picks up with a big question and a big problem. The question, how can God's people draw near to their holy God? And the problem, God's holy, his people aren't, but they're supposed to be a holy set-apart nation. So God's got a solution, three things, sacrifices, feasts, and the priests. There were five sacrifices. Two were a way of saying thanks to God. After all, he's our provider. And three were apologies to God. Think classic Old Testament animal sacrifices. We repeatedly fall short of his standard. We miss the mark. Five sacrifices and then seven feasts. The feasts commemorate who God's people were in light of who God was, remembering what he'd done for them. Five sacrifices, seven feasts, and then we meet the priests. The first one was Aaron, and generations of priests would always come from his family. They were called to really high standards since they worked so closely to God's presence. They represented the people to God and vice versa. And if the priests weren't pure or clean, they'd actually die on the spot. You see, in the Old Testament, people were pure or they were impure. If you're pure, you can be close to God. Impure, you can't. Impurity, it was associated with death. You touch a dead body or mold or ate the wrong food, impure. It wasn't wrong to be impure. People would interact with these things all the time. The problem was when impurity walked into the presence of a pure God. Individuals would make sacrifices for these impurities or for their sins regularly. But people are really sinful, and God, he's holy. So once a year, the high priest would make a sacrifice, a really important one. Two goats, one for a purification offering, they'd kill it for their sins, and the other was symbolic. They'd 
symbolically put the sin on the goat and send it out into the wilderness. You see, sin, it didn't belong in the camp with God, so it was sent out. God's holy, pure. People are sinful and impure, but God made a way. Leviticus ends with Moses calling the people to be faithful. If they honor God's holiness, things will go well. Their sin is covered and God dwells with them. If not, well, that's what the rest of the Old Testament shows us. So when we get to Hebrews 9, we're zooming in on this whole Exodus and Leviticus situation. You've got the tabernacle and the priests. The priests, they'd follow these rules to make sure they're pure, and then they'd go into the tabernacle on behalf of the people. Now remember, the theme of Hebrews from our bonus episode, superiority, some people might even say better, is the key word for the book. Because Jesus, he's the better high priest and the better sacrifice, basically the better version or the fulfillment of everything that went down in the Old Testament. He's superior. So as a reminder, in chapters 1 through 3 in Hebrews, we see the superiority of Christ's revelation. In chapters 4 through 10, the superiority of Christ's work. And in chapters 11 through 13, the superiority of Christianity. And today, we're in chapter 9, which falls under the superiority of Christ's work. So how is Jesus better than the priest and tabernacle situation of the Old Testament? Well, we talked about this a little bit in Hebrews 7, but here we're going hardcore into the details of Levitical law. Remember all the parts of the tabernacle? Well, all of them had intentional purposes under Levitical law in the Old Testament, but now under the New Covenant, we see just how much better Christ is. As the author of Hebrews shows us, Christ is the fulfillment of all these different parts. The altar of burnt offerings, Christ has atoned for our sins. The bronze basin, spiritual renewal, that's the washing through generation, Titus 3.5. The lampstand, Christ is the light of the world. Table of showbread, he's the bread of life. Altar of incense, prayer in the name of Jesus. Ark of the covenant, Christ is the covenant ground of our access to God. In the mercy seat, we see Christ as the mercy seat as God became flesh and dwelt among us. Let me read Hebrews 9, 24 through 28 in the NLT. Starting in verse 24, For Christ did not enter into a holy place made with human hands, which was only a copy of the true one in heaven. He entered into heaven itself to appear now before God on our behalf. Verse 25, And he did not enter heaven to offer himself again and again, like the high priest here on earth who enters the most holy place year after year with the blood of an animal. If that had been necessary, Christ would have had to die again and again ever since the world began. But now, once for all time, he has appeared at the end of the age to remove sin by his own death as a sacrifice. You see, the good news for us is that Christ has atoned for our sin once and for all. That is, he paid the price for our sin. The wages of sin is death. So what does sin earn? Death. But Christ, he was the ultimate sacrifice and defeated death. Once we place our hope and trust in Him, repenting of our sin and believing in His life, death, burial, and resurrection, we're in right standing with God. Oftentimes, the enemy wants us to think that we need to work harder or do more to get in with God, but that's not how it works. Christ paid for all the sins we have committed, are committing, and will commit. 1 Peter 3.18 For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the Spirit. If you're carrying the weight of your sin today, 
you might need to confess to your community group and bring it to the light. But be reminded, Christ already paid for it. The work is finished such that even when we mess up, even when we make the biggest mistakes of our lives, we can draw near to God. Thanks for listening. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Thanks for listening. Did you know you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? Leaving a review helps others more easily find the podcast and read along with us. So we'd love your help.